Blog Talk Radio. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Houdat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m. So that means you are tuned into Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we got another good one for you this evening. Uh, we're going to talk uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson got his deal done, finally, uh, thank goodness, for uh, Lamar Demetrius Jackson. I uh, also want to talk the NFL draft, recap that. I want to talk about the winners and losers there. also want to talk about our team, East Scott Saints, and the 49ers, my 49ers, and um, give our thoughts and opinions on how they did. Also got to talk about the NBA playoffs. Great series. A great game last night to start off a great series between the Warriors and the Lakers. LeBron James came to play. Steph Curry came to play. Just a great game, uh, a great game last night. And I um, want to talk about those guys. Also some Dylan Brooks uh, as well. Um, and then, of course, we're going to dive into uh, tonight's game as well between the six, Sixers and the Celtics and then get into our uh, segments as well, uh, especially East Scott Entertainment segment. Uh, as always, let's bring in Mr. East Scott here. Mr. East Scott, how are we doing this evening, my brother? Hey, man, all is well, all is well. Just uh, a fun field week of sports to recap. Indeed, sir, indeed, and I can't wait to dive into that. So with that being said, let's do just that, man. Let's dive into it, and then uh, we'll, we'll talk about Lamar Jackson, man. Lamar Jackson finally got that deal done, man, and I say Lamar Jackson because I mean Lamar Jackson got that deal done, man. He stuck to his guns, man, and, he, you know, he got that deal. I'm talking five years, $260 million. 185 uh, of that is $185 million of that is guaranteed. Hey, when you saw that came come through, when you saw the the breaking news, what was your immediate reaction? And um, do you believe that he got what he deserved? Was he shortchanged? Was he overpaid? Your thoughts and opinions on that? Well, my first initial thought was I was glad the drama is finally over and that right. he got his money. Uh, no, I don't think he was shortchanged, and no, I don't think he was overpaid. But my one question I do have. This is not much different than the deal that was reportedly first offered. Mm-hmm. So what was all this hoopla about? <laughs> well, we started is the same kind of place we ended up. I, I'm really not understanding the hoopla. But, I mean, I'm glad the brother got his money. Um, you know, he because, he, like, the justification for paying Patrick Mahomes more than him, Patrick Mahomes won two Super Bowls, the been three. And when Jalen Hurts got his money, and Lamar was like, wait a minute, he didn't win a Super Bowl. He's only been to a Super Bowl. And so that was kind of a little bit of leverage. But like I told you a couple of weeks ago, when they signed Odell, I knew mm-hmm. him. I didn't know. But it was like my suspicion then that Lamar was coming back because yeah. Odell, the money Odell got, Odell could have got that pretty much anywhere. 
if he was just right. in it for money. I think Odell wants to win another Super Bowl. You know, he won the one with the Rams, so he wants to win another one. And Lamar represents a good chance to do that. And when mm-hmm. he signed there and then they were posting pictures together from being in South Florida, I kind of knew the deal was going to get done. Uh, yeah. But the terms, you know, hey, as long as Lamar happy, I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I can't disagree with you there. As far as the money goes, e, I think there was there were a couple of numbers thrown around from what I'm hearing. One, the they offered him the Ravens at one point. One report was that they offered him 133 million guaranteed over, I think, it was three years. Oh, uh, 133 million, all of that guaranteed. Then there was a, you know, there was a report out there that Lamar was was asking for 200 million guaranteed. So, you know, those are the reports that we had. Those are the only two numbers that I heard personally. So, um, I, I think that's kind of in, in the middle, if you will, a little bit more, a little, little, little bit higher than than meeting halfway. But, but they're, I they're think saying, uh, they're saying the initial offer before the 133 year deal when they first tried to extend them last summer. They're saying that offer was pretty much tantamount to where they are now. Okay, I didn't. I don't recall that number. So yeah, if okay. you're right, then yeah, then we're right back in. You're absolutely right. We're right back where we started at. But I didn't hear that number to be honest with you. I just heard the 133 and then the 200 million that um, that he was reportedly um, asking for. But I, I think it's a great deal for him. Who's what? 26. He's uh, going to be 26. He just turned 26 years old, so he's going to give him, you know, five years. Put him at 31 years old, and he's going to be able to re-up, um, you know, if if everything goes according to plan. You know, meaning that you know he performs, he gets these guys to a Super Bowl, maybe win one. Um, you know, and he could re-up again for for another uh, a big contract. But I'm happy for the brother E. And and a lot of people were saying that, you know, one of the biggest things was well, Lamar needs an agent. Lamar should go out there and get an agent. You know, we, we had this conversation, you and I, we had, you know, you were advocating that he needs an agent. I advocated that he didn't. Turns out that he didn't need an agent. He saved himself quite a bit of money as well on, on top of that. Um, but what say you about that, E, and him going about this and, uh, you know, going about the way that he did, stuck to his guns and ultimately got the money um, that he was looking for and, and um, not needing an agent to, uh, to, uh, to get it done. What, what say you about that? Well, I, I kind of backed off of him needing an agent. You, you're right. That was my initial stance. But once I saw that Lamar wasn't willing to negotiate, no, he didn't need mm-hmm. an agent. He gave him a number and said, this is my number. We're not negotiating. We don't need to go to the table. So, no, I don't need an agent for that. Now, I do think, though, with an agent, this deal would have got done quicker. But, hey, mm-hmm. as long as it got done before the start of the season, and he saved right. $7.5 million that he was able to give to his mom, Hey, keep the money in the house. So, yeah, I mean, but I wouldn't advise other players to go that same route, though, mm-hmm. especially okay. if you're not the caliber of a Lamar Right, Jackson. exactly. Like, now, there are some players, like, say, for example, Joe Barrow could go that route because he, he's going to, mm-hmm. you know, he's a, um, your boy in um, San, San, the other Los Angeles team, Herbert. Uh, Herbert, Justin Herbert, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when uh, Trevor Lawrence comes up, he could possibly go that route. But those mm-hmm. are exceptions, not the rule. Most, I still say most of your dudes out there need an agent. No, you're, you're absolutely right there, Ian. When I was advocating for Lamar's not needing an agent, I was talking about Lamar Jackson himself. I'm not saying, yeah. you know, you know, if you're a third-round guy and, you know, you're coming up and <laughs> no one picks up your fifth-year option, you know, don't go out there and try to negotiate your own deal. It's not going to work. I didn't need it to come across that way because you're, you're absolutely right. 
there are certain players out there that can go that route and negotiate their own deal and, and you know, get what they feel like, um, you know, they deserve. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not advocating any of these guys that, you know, <laughs> don't do that. No, just don't do that. You know, you know, hire, hire that agent, pay them that 4%, 5%, whatever that number may be, and, um, you know, go get your money uh, that route because you're not, it's, it's, you know, you're not ready. I think that's tantamount to, like, these players that are entering the portal. Like uh, and mm-hmm. at Colorado specifically, okay. Mm-hmm. If you are playing at Colorado, you probably wasn't a four or five star athlete to start with. That's why you right. ended up at Colorado. And That's so the now, rest. Dion bringing in the culture. You don't like the culture, and you enter the portal. Hey, I don't mm-hmm. think that's a good move for some of y'all because what nobody checking for you to start with. I mean, so mm-hmm. and and the few schools that were checking for you. Not gonna come get you out the portal. I mean, nah. cause like, like I said, if you if you end up in Colorado, your highest evaluation is probably three star. Hey man, mm-hmm. they got three stars out there all day, every day. They ain't gotta give them no nil money. They ain't gotta try to get them out the portal. Nah, so yeah, that's and to, to, to well, I said it to say, yeah, like you said, the upper epsilon guys go in this without an agent. But most of y'all doubt, y'all still need an agent. Because like you said, if you drafted in the third round or they didn't pick up your fifth-year option, yeah, you, need somebody speaking up, you need somebody speaking on your behalf. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. So, yeah, I mean, Lamar made it look like it, you know you don't need that, but it's not for everyone, ladies and gentlemen. It's just not for everyone. And he may start a trend here, man, as far as the upper echelon guys, as you mentioned. He may start a trend where some of these guys are going to be like, you know, uh, thank you, but no thank you. I think I can handle this myself because my play speaks for itself um, and from that aspect. But I'm just saying from LeBron, I mean, not LeBron, from Lamar Jackson's, um, you know, perspective and where he was coming from, I wholeheartedly um, respected him and supported him that he didn't need an agent. Can't say that for everyone, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to sit there and say that it's It's for everyone because it definitely is not. It's kind of like this, though. In Lamar's case, okay, yeah, he he did it without the agent, which is great. But Mm -hmm. if you think about it, he got a hundred and what was a hundred eighty five million guaranteed? Yes, sir. And he get and, and his the agency would have been seven and a half million, right? So let's Somewhere, yeah, I'm not sure what the percentage is, yeah, yeah, but whatever that percentage is. So let's bring that down to our number, K Walk. If you got a hundred and eighty five dollars <laughs> and you gotta give me seven dollars, <laughs> are you really tripping? You know right. what I'm saying? I, feel you. I mean, he's I feel right. you know. it's seven dollars, man. Boy, do you need me to cash mm-hmm. out you? It's seven dollars. Now <laughs> he got hundred and eighty five million and so we're mm-hmm. saying, Oh, seven and a half million is a lot which it is, don't get me wrong. It, it is a yeah. tremendous amount of money. But if I got hundred and eighty five million, can walk well, I don't think I'm tripping over seven million for the convenience. Now if you don't want to pay for right. that convenience, then you know right. hey, it's, it's just like it's like Uber Eats or you go get it yourself. You'd be like, right. hey, I ordered a pizza. Um, and the mm-hmm. wife's like, where you going? Well, I'm going to pick it up. She's like, you don't want to deliver it? Well, yeah, but they charge a fee. It's right down right. the street. I can go get it. I mean, so, you know. That's how I'm looking at pay, it. Yeah, you pay for you pay for convenience. Like, you know, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, that, that's how I'm looking at it, D. I'm looking at it from that perspective, <laughs> the convenience aspect of it. I don't want to pay the convenience fee. I don't exactly, want to pay the convenience fee. So, so then you so, just yeah. go get it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Save myself seven million in this case, man. So for, for sure, man. But um, yeah, 
Good stuff there, E. Uh, let, let's move on, man. And I want to kind of talk about another quarterback here, man. I know that I didn't, I didn't give it to you on the uh, in the topic, but it's, it's kind of uh, with, with Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to spend too much time on this guy, man, but, you know, I haven't seen him a lot lately, especially around here in New York. I'm in New York, so, you know, he's with the Jets now, so I've been seeing him at the Rangers game or I've seen him at the Rangers, the, the New, York, New York Rangers hockey game match. Also, the New York Knicks game um, as well. So he's, you know, trying to show his face, say, listen, I'm a New Yorker now. You know, he's trying to, you know, play that, you know, know, go that route, um, if you will. But he has some drama as well, and it seems like right before the draft, both of these quarterbacks were able to end that drama, if you will, you know, um, know, right before the draft started. Which one of these quarterbacks do you feel like, you know, had the most drama? And and which one that, you know, you feel like, you know, I should say, which one do you feel like had the most drama going into this, and which one is probably the most relieved? I probably would think it'd be Lamar because he got paid more, but I could say the same thing for uh, for Aaron Rodgers as well because he got paid for next year. I don't know if you saw that number, but what say you about the drama with those two quarterbacks? Most drama was Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> most relieved is Lamar. Reason I'm saying that Aaron Rodgers stealing money. I mean, I say if you if you think of because Lamar's twenty six years old, so they mm-hmm. they invested in Lamar's future. The money you gave Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I, I, you're saying because you got to work for a maximum two years. I mean, he, he damn near forty, and now people say, oh well, Tom Brady played till he's forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tom Brady won mm-hmm. seven Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers has won one. I mean, right. hey, there, there, there's there a go. huge difference there. And so you can bring up all the individual numbers you want and say, oh, he got these MVPs, he did this, he did that. He's won mm-hmm. one Super Bowl, which is an incredible mm-hmm. feat. I'm not downplaying that. But you can't right, compare right. him to Tom Brady. Tom Brady has seven Super Bowls. So <laughs> I, I I would be more willing to bring in a Tom Brady. I mean, if you're going to base off what, what you've done, because the money you're giving Aaron Rodgers, you can't be based on what you think he's going to do. I mean, yeah, he, he, he can come in there, but you got him for the most maybe two years. You don't have time to build around him. Like, you don't – like, Tampa didn't even try to build around Tom. Tampa was already built. They just brought Tom in, and he got him over the hump. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe the Jets are thinking there's that same thing. And I don't know if they are not because I don't watch a lot of Jets football. But my right. thing is, Tom brought six on Barty trophies with him. Aaron bringing one. And so <laughs> if you can't get it done in these two years, what was this, you know, really all for? Like I said, I think he's stealing money. But you take a player like Lamar, who's 26 years old, who's won a unanimous MVP. No, he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. But you can build a team around him. You gave yeah, him a five-year sure. deal. Five <clears throat> years is enough time to build a team. You gave Aaron two years, dog. Hey, man, look, we either got to get this done or we're going to let you go. Yeah, for sure, man. I have to agree with you there, man. And especially, I don't know if you saw this, E, that um, they're paying, meaning the Jets are paying Aaron Rodgers, a hundred and I think it's one hundred and seven million dollars next year, for one season. One hundred and seven million dollars next season in two thousand twenty-four. They're giving him that. That that that's how much he'll make during that season, not throughout this contract. For next season alone, he's going to get one hundred and seven million dollars uh, for that for the next season. Yeah. That is just crazy. Yeah, he went to he went to the John Wall School of of, of contracts. Yeah, no mask, no gun, 
stealing money. <laughs> hey man, when I saw that, I said, "This is ridiculous." I understand that you know you you got you know you know you know throw the money around, move the money around. That way you can get certain guys in there. Um, I, I get all of that, but boy, one hundred seven million dollars for one year, man. That it, that that's 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 crazy. That's crazy. That, that is it's really like, crazy. You know. I know you know a lot of the guys that I work with that, you know, come on mm-hmm. the show from time yes, to time. Sir. We have this thing in the office where we say, hey, man, what you working on today? And then, like, 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 say, Special K will ask me, hey, what you working on today? And my father will be like, stealing money. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sitting over here in my cubicle playing spades on my phone, stealing money. Or the other day, he'd be like, hey, K, what you working on today? And he looked like the shovel. He's like, yeah, man, they got me today. I had, I had to work today. Because, like, me and K do a different job, and his job is uh-huh. extremely difficult. And I, okay. I don't even want to do his job, but someday I can just yeah. see it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you're still money. They got their money's worth today, didn't they? Like, yeah, they got me today. <laughs> but, see, that, that's Aaron Rodgers, man, stealing uh-huh. money. So there will be a couple of days, you know, maybe. I doubt if he go to OTAs and volunteer workouts. He he can yeah. go to mandatory stuff. So they might get a little bit of that. If he was a Super Bowl, then it was all worth it. But otherwise, right. stealing money. Yeah, you know, I, I can't, I can't disagree with you there, man. And I, and I gotta ask you this, man. Right now, looking at the Jets and they're presently constructed, knowing what they had going in, they don't, they didn't really give up any players um, in that trade. They pretty much gave up draft picks. They bring in, uh, they bring in uh, what Randall Cobb. They, I think they brought in, they brought in um, uh, the, the running, I mean the, the receiver from uh, from the the, Pat, the, the Packers. Um, Laveris, I think that's his name. I can't think of his name. His name escapes me right now. But um, they brought in some receivers, and they already had, you know, um, Garrison as well. Garrett, I should say, as well. I don't see this team right now outside of Aaron Rodgers being a Super Bowl contending team. Will they be? Will they compete for the uh, the East, the AFC East? Yes, I can see that. They'll get to the playoffs. I can see them doing that. But I don't see them being better than, you know, the Chiefs, being better than the Ravens, being better than the Bills. I, I mean, the list goes on and on. They're not going to win that division. Because they're yeah, not yeah, better they than the Bills. They, yeah, they might get a wild card slot, but, yeah, they're not even the best team in their division. That's what I'm saying, and, and and you look at this all this hype around, and they're saying all oh, the Jets to a Super Bowl contender. I don't see it. I see them a better team. Yes, they'll probably be competitive in the East, but I don't see them being you know much better than that. Um, and again, that's just a com- as competing for the East, not winning the East. I don't have them winning the East, being competitive in the East, and getting like you stated, getting a wild card spot. But what say you about this, man? I mean, is it is it Super Bowl or bust for these guys, or you just is this you just don't see it happening? Well, here's the thing, K. Walker. The New York market, I know you're very familiar with it from all four yes, standpoints. New York is one of the few markets where your team can be terrible and still, you know, profit. For example, mm-hmm. with the exception of this year, your New York Knicks have a Madison Square Garden. So right. every night for the past 34 years, and the Knicks have just been terrible. So if, if, if you can put a good team together and they can play hard, fans will come out. And so I don't. I, I know the Yankees get that same affordability, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to think maybe the Jets thinking that will extend over to them. Maybe we'll put the best product on the field that we can. Win or lose, the fans will be okay to justify mm-hmm. the money they spent on Aaron Rodgers because right. Super, so, so, in Super Bowl or bust, 
that that's a big stretch. Again, yeah, in any other market, I can see that. But in that New York, and that that brings me to my next point. If he can handle the Wisconsin medium um, circus, how is he going to stand up <laughs> to that New that New York media circus? I, I, you know he quick to, you know he quick to get in his feelings and get all passive aggressive and go yes. do some ayahuasca or whatever whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's going to be a tough road to hope for hey, Aaron. I, I, I yeah, don't man. know how he's going to cope. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I see it going that way too, and I, and I think I think Aaron Rodgers kind of sees it going that way as well. He has a an inkling of the what the New York market could be like as far as the, from a media standpoint and the fan standpoint. That's why he's trying to get out there now and show his support for New York sports teams now. You know, he's at the Yankee games, he's at the uh, the Knicks games, he's at the Rangers games. You know, so he's trying to get out there and say, listen, I'm I'm here. I'm a New Yorker now. You know, I'm trying to show my face. I'm trying to get everyone. He's saying all the right things. He really is saying all the right things. He's like, okay. So he's, uh, maybe he's preparing himself. You know, maybe we'll take it easier for him because when he first got here, he showed nothing but love to New York, so forth and so on. So um, I think he has an idea of what's, what's going to take place, and he's just trying to get ahead of it, um, if you will, to soften the blow that he knows that he's going to have to take uh, for sure. Maybe it won't be that uppercut. Maybe it'll just be a right cross um, when, he, when he takes that hit. But he's going to take, he's going to take that hit nonetheless. I, oh, yeah. I can see that coming. He's going to take that hit uh, for sure. All right, good stuff there, E. e let's, let's do this. Let's grab our first break here. When we come back, man, let's um, – Let's uh, stay on the NFL talk and just uh, let's talk some uh, some some NFL draft. Let's talk about um, you know your winners, you lose, your your winning, your winner, your loser from as far as the draft goes. And also let's talk about the Saints and the 49ers and what they did and how you feel about their drafts as well. Then we move on to some uh, some NBA uh, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, you are tuned in to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Taking a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Reef, Master Killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K. Walker and E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness for instantly softer, smoother skin you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. How could you ever leave me without a chance to try? Can I be sorry if I don't know the crime? I should be mad cause you never told me why Still, I can't seem to say goodbye Ooh, yeah. When I try to fall back, I fall back to you 
And we are back. And again, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, before the break, ladies and gentlemen, we were talking with Lamar Jackson, um, recapping his his big payday from last week, and also through some Aaron Rodgers talking there as well. Want to stay on the NFL talk here? <clears throat> Excuse me, and I uh, want to talk about the uh, the, the, uh, the NFL draft here, E. And uh, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, looks like the Eagles, man. A lot of people are saying the Eagles won the draft. Um, I mean, I mean, I guess you can say that by some of the, a lot of the moves that they made, some of the players that they got. But I, I know you sometimes you like to go against the grain, or you doesn't you don't like to go against you, know, you don't like to go with the consensus. Sometimes you like to you know do your own thing, which I which I love. But uh, what say you? Who's your winner and your losers uh, of the draft, uh, Eve? Well, I, I think if you notice what the Eagles are doing, look like they called down to Georgia and said, "Hey, let me get your whole <laughs> team." <laughs> that's like you know what they're doing. So uh, I, I would say they they won in the draft. Um, it, it's really tough to say because you never know how a player is going to turn out. Right, there have been so right, many right. players drafted high in the first, like you know, Ron Lee. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of draft, um, Achilles Smith, a lot of draft bust, and you never know. Then there's been also diamonds found in the rough. So you know, I listen right. to Kuiper, I listen to McShay, and 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 you know they give you winners and losers. But uh, for the winner, I'm gonna say the um, the I'm gonna say Philly won, and then like um, honorable mention. Oh, I lie. Outside looking in, winner. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go Houston. Because Houston, okay. you know, moved up to pick at two and three. They were aggressive. We don't know how mm-hmm. these picks are going to play, but I like that being aggressive. They're saying, like, we're not just going to sit back and wait to see what happens. We're, we're going to, you know, you know, try to make this thing happen. Now, losers, I'm going to say Tampa lost. Because I think Tampa should have okay. quarterback, uh-uh. and they didn't. Uh-uh. Um, you know, I look for Shakira probably come on late and, and, you know, say something different. Uh-huh. But sometimes, I mean, <laughs> Kyle Trask ain't the answer. I mean, I, I just don't think he was. Yeah. And when their quarterbacks is there, I, I just think that's the move they should have made. Yeah, I can't disagree with you there, man, as far as the winner goes. I mean, everyone's talking about the Eagles. You know, I don't want to be that guy that you know, beats that dead horse, uh, if you will. But I do like, um, you know, what you said about the uh, about the, uh, uh, about the Texans. I love what they did. I'm a D'Amico Ryan guy. You know, he was the coordinator for the 49ers for the past two, three years. Uh, and he went in there guns blazing. And he said, listen, I'm coming in here. We're going to do this thing the right way. You know, and he learned a lot from John Lynch, you know, being with the 49ers. I think they do a great job of drafting. I'll dive into that later. But, um, yeah, you make a a great point there, E, as far as they went out and got C.J. Stroud, meaning Houston. Then they followed up. They traded back. They traded up to get the uh, the number three pick. So they went back to back. E. They went back to back. They got C.J. Stroud, and they got Will Anderson, the D.N. from, uh, from Alabama. Um, then they come back and they they get Drew Scruggs from Penn State. Uh, they also get the receiver from uh, from from Houston uh, as well. So overall, a lot of people are saying that they you know other than those first two picks that they didn't do that well. I thought they did well in, in my opinion. I really did. Uh, so I, I'm going. I'll say Houston, but I'm really high on the Colts and what the Colts did. And a lot of people are going to be like, well, who is this guy? Who is this guy? These guys, if you look at it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you go in there and you and you watch, they had 12 picks. Keep that in mind. And I think one, I mean, other than 
some of the picks, I think the lowest pick that you probably can give them is probably a C, and that's with their seventh pick. You know, the seventh. Uh, I mean, their, their seventh round pick, their last pick of the uh, of the draft, uh, which was an uh, offensive tackle uh, from uh, from Northern Michigan. But overall, you know, they got Anthony Richardson. They brought him in. They brought in the receiver from North Carolina, Josh Downs, um, as well. Blake Freeland, the offensive tackle uh, from BYU in the fourth round. Even though the the, uh, the the lineman, the offensive lineman, this wasn't a deep draft for the offensive lineman. So if you didn't get an offensive lineman early, chances are you didn't get a day one starter uh, there. But I like what the uh, what the what the Colts did there. My uh, my loser here, E. I went with the Cowboys, man. The the Dallas Cowboys seems like they just didn't have. They just stuck to their guns. They didn't think outside of the box. E, it's just whatever they got. They that's what they they went with, man. I mean, that's what they went with. Um, the guy they, they drafted first, Mozzie Smith, the uh, the nose tackle out of Michigan. I thought they could have got him later um, in the draft. Luke Shoemaker, the uh, the tight end. Even though this was a tight end, um, a deep tight end draft. Uh, they went with Luke Shoemaker there. I thought they, you know, if they wanted to go tight in there, they, they should have won a different route. Um, but overall, they did get Deuce Vaughn as well, the, the, short, the running back from Kansas State. His father drafted him. His father, you know, I don't know if you got a chance to see that, E, or ladies and gentlemen, but his father, you know, called him and said, you know, we're going to take you here. You want to come work with me next week? So, I mean, other than that, um, E, I mean, it was nothing exciting about what the Cowboys did. So I, I had the Cowboys as losing the draft um, for me. I just think that uh, Jerry Jones just, just stood, stood pat and said, listen, I don't need to make any moves. We're good here, like, you know. Like, we just didn't lose uh, Zekiel and he was going to talk about bringing him back. Like, we didn't lose, uh, uh, I forget who else they lost as well, uh, Dalton Schultz. Um, they lost Dalton Schultz as well, you know, one of the best tight ends in the, in the game. And they brought him back. They, they followed him up with Luke Shoemaker, uh, Shoemaker uh, getting a tight end from Michigan. And I, I don't think he was but one of the best uh, draft picks in, 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 the, uh, in this year's draft, even though it was a deep um, – a deep draft uh, for tight ends. So there were my losers there, E. All right, E, let's talk about our teams, man, and then let's talk about how our teams did, and let's talk about your uh, your New Orleans Saints, man. Uh, a lot of people saying that, you know, they, they didn't win the draft, but they didn't lose the draft either. Um, I want to know, you know, I didn't, we didn't get a chance to see how – I didn't get a chance to text you to see how you felt about the draft. I don't know how much of it you followed. But um, looking at this E overall, I mean, they, they, they had a decent grade. I think they came out with, a, like, a B-minus grade. But what say you about what your New Orleans Saints did? Well, I, I like the guy Breezy that we took with the first with our first pick, um, a, mm-hmm. decent, a, a D-tackle. He's good. His only – the only – the, the – the film on him, if you will, he's injury prone. But now, if he can mm-hmm. stay healthy, because we need another solid defensive lineman to free up Cam Jordan, and then also mm-hmm. our linebacker, you know, to to you know maybe rush off the edge or come up the middle. So we needed help there. Now, I would have liked for us to have taken a corner. I really think we need a corner on the yeah. opposite side of Lattimore. I mean, Lattimore's good on one side. We got the Honey Badger at safety. We're okay. Mm-hmm. Decent linebacker. We had it to the edge, but I really think we needed another um, another corner, and we took the yeah. quarterback late. 
Now, yeah. I, I, but then we also took your boy from Notre Dame a couple of years ago, and he was just god awful. Oh yeah, um, I thought he would be better than that. Uh, uh, Brooks, Ian Brooks, Brooks. Ian Brooks. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Ian Brooks. So, yeah. But again, we don't know how these guys are going to pan out. So I would give us a C on draft. Like okay. you said, we didn't win the draft, but we didn't lose it either. I think we right. did decent, but now that guy we took with our first pick, if he can stay healthy, that's mm-hmm. definitely a win. Yeah, Brian Brees, yeah, I like that pick too, man. He was high on a lot of people's boards, man, and that's, and that's a guy that you guys definitely need, a position that you guys definitely need to fill uh, there. But like you stated, if he can stay healthy, I, I think he'll, he'll definitely be solid for you guys. Now the question mark with, you know, with the second pick, because you guys had two first-round picks, that are, or uh, two first-round picks, I believe, um, and you have to, I think you took uh, what the, uh, the, the DN from uh, Notre Dame. Uh, with yeah. that second pick, with that second pick, that's a pick I thought you guys would go with the corner, man. I thought you should have used the corner, the, uh, that pick on a the corner there because, like you stated, you guys do need a corner on the other side. And it looks like you didn't address the corner position there, um, but, uh, but you did get the safety out of um, – out of Minnesota, uh, Jordan Howden, uh, which he's a lot. He's high. He was a high on a lot of people's boards. Um, but so that was a, definitely a, a good pickup. But my question here is: You guys drafted two quarterbacks. I don't know what's. Well, up I didn't with know that. we took I two. I knew we yeah. took one. I didn't know we took a second one. Yeah, you got Hayner from. Uh, you got you drafted Hank Jake Hayner from uh, Fresno State, who's supposed to be really good. He's supposed to be really good, um, for sure. So that was a great pickup. And then in the sixth round, you took uh, At Perry, the uh, the, the uh, quarterback out of Wake Forest. He's also decent, but uh, I didn't I didn't see you know. But after getting Derek Carr in there, I don't honestly why you need to. Another guy. I mean, two more guys. Here. Exactly. So we, that's, we, yeah, we're yeah. wasting picks. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know what, what what that was about. But yeah. Overall, man, I think you guys filled. The, other than the corner position, I think you guys filled the needs. And again, you know, a lot of people are saying, um, you know, it's a B minus. You gave them a C. So that's right around what um, you know, just saying E. So it's right around what you know how you feel about the draft as well. Now, let's talk about my San Francisco 49ers, man. My San Francisco 49ers, taking some flack for some of the uh, picks that they have. You know, they didn't have a first round. I mean, they didn't have a first or second round pick. Their first pick was, uh, I think it was at 99, but they traded up to 87 in the third round. They picked up Jair uh, Brown, the uh, safety out of Penn State. And, again, they traded up to get him, traded up with 12 spots, I believe, uh, to get him. John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, very excited about this guy, as am I, man. Went to my alma mater at Lackawanna Junior College, went to Penn State, Jason Collins' alma mater. So, um, you know, kind of familiar with this guy, to say the least. But um, pick him up, uh, very excited about that. Then the second pick, this is what a, little, what a lot of people are giving the 49ers flack for, is they have a second, third-round pick, and they use it on Jake Mooney, Moody, the, uh, the kicker from uh, Michigan. Now, people don't realize, like, the 49ers didn't have any glaring needs, man. They didn't have any glaring needs, and this is one of those drafts where they, they, they weren't going. A lot of people saying, well, they needed an offensive lineman. They needed an offensive lineman. But John Lynch said, listen, you know, we needed offensive lineman, but this wasn't a deep offensive line draft, as I stated earlier. And also, listen, we're not just going to take an offensive lineman just for the sake of taking an offensive lineman. I, I get that aspect of it. I really do. But Jake Moody, that kicker, man, from Michigan E, what say you about that pick? And, um, you know, uh, you know, he, I mean, he's the best kicker in the draft. A lot of people are saying they could have gotten him later, but um, they used it on him. But what say you about that pick? 
Well, I, I personally wouldn't do it unless it's Sebastian Janikowski. But then again, I have no room to talk. You just informed me that my, my team wasted us two picks on quarterbacks. So, hell, if you go do something, that's you might as well take a kicker. I mean, dang, you, you, you need kicking. You don't need, you don't need three quarterbacks. Yeah, that's back up. If you got if you got three quarterbacks, you don't have any. Yeah, I have any. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, man, and um, yeah. So and they they then they the Forty Niners drafted a lot a uh, lot too the uh, tight end out of Alabama. A lot of people are saying, you know, you know that was a a wasted pick or but you know on film they're saying that he you know he did he looked lazy but um you know with Kyle Shanahan's offense and Kyle Shanahan and his ability to coach these guys and put them in positions, I, I think it was a it was a good pick. I'm not gonna knock what they did because I think they filled a lot of needs here. Not a, not a lot of needs, but a lot of depth, and that's where um, that's where it lies with 49ers. That this whole draft was about getting guys that can um, you know that that can provide depth, can um, you know be special teams guys, and then fill in if if and when guys go down. Um, also, they picked up uh, Ronnie Bell, man. I like to pick up they they they, they got his sixth round Ronnie Bell, the receiver out of Michigan as well. And um, I think that's a that's a good fit for them, uh, for sure. So they they did a lot of good things, man. They even went out and got Robert uh, Robert Beal, a Georgia guy. <laughs> they didn't want the the, uh, the Eagles taking their, uh, all the Georgia's guys, so they they went out there and drafted a uh, an edge guy there from Georgia. They wanted to see what the hype was about as far as drafting all these Georgia guys. But um, overall, man, I gave them and I gave the Forty Nine the same grade I gave. Uh, I gave you Saints, man, you know, B minus C um, as well. Again, they didn't have any big-time name guys out there. Uh, they went out there and, and, and pretty much just, just drafted for depth, um, and, and that's not a bad thing to have <laughs> right now if, if you're the 49ers. Just got to get that quarterback situation uh, solidified. Uh, you guys stay healthy, and, and uh, it should be an interesting run for them next season for sure. All right, good stuff there, E. All right, let's switch gears a little bit here, E, and let's talk about some. Let's talk about the NBA playoffs, man. NBA playoffs. We're in the second round right now. Uh, we got the Celtics, Sixers, and Celtics tonight about to tip off. Like actually, they should be tipping off any minute now. You got the Sixers up one nothing, E. You got they're up one zero. They went into uh, they went into TD Bank uh, Arena and beat the Celtics without Joel Embiid, recently uh, named uh, MVP. Hey, what say you? I'm not sure. I didn't get any word on uh, Embiid tonight. They said he should be good to go, but a lot of people are saying they should sit him out because they, you know, stole a game in Boston. But what say you about um, this series? And how do you see this one? How do you see the night game playing out with or with Embiid? And also, how do you see the series playing out as well? Boston should be ashamed of themselves. You lose to Philadelphia right. <laughs> at home without the MVP of the league. Right. I mean. Okay, James Harden is good. No, don't get me wrong. Tobias mm-hmm. Harris is serviceable. But Joel mm-hmm. Embiid is your bread and butter. That's where your bread is butter. And you got all your players. You got Tatum. You got Brown with that, that face mask on that gets on my nerves. You got Marcus <laughs> Smart doing Marcus Smart type stuff. I mean, and you lose at home on your own floor to right. a team that doesn't have the best player in the league voted on in play. Nah, so if I'm feeling though, 
Yeah, I, I go ahead. Just depending on the severity of MB's injury, like like mm-hmm. something like Miami did with Butler, they stole yeah. that first one, stole so they were able exactly. to sit him, and because like they don't play again on Saturday, so essentially you give mm-hmm. him a week off. So right. if that's the situation, I probably do the same with MB. Or if I'm Doc Rivers, I go for the jugular. Put Embiid out there. Awesome. Hey, we. It's, it's like. If you play in poker, you just take all your mm-hmm. chips and push them to the center of the table. I'm all in. Now, mm-hmm. I for you, when you made this move, you had pocket aces and also two aces and one on the slot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it wasn't a desperation move. That means you just take all the chips and you push them to the middle of the table. I'm all in. But, again, you got pocket aces and there's two aces showing on the block. So, if, if we all don't play poker... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get that reference, but <laughs> but it's a very good thing. All right, all right. We got our new nickname for East guys, the Card Shark Man. <laughs> he's giving his lessons on first spades. Now he's giving his lessons on poker as well, man. I, I never, I tried to play poker. I can't figure poker out for the life of me. You know, I stay away from that thing. But uh, good stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. It looks like Joel Embiid is going to uh, is going to play. I just I'm watching TNT now, and they showed him warming up, so it looked like he's going to go. But I definitely agree with you there. He maybe sit him, and um, you know, and uh, you know, give him that rest because he did steal the game, like you said, he's playing kind of playing with house money, if you will. But you know, with with a series, you know, um, of such or any series in the playoffs, especially in the second round. You want to get as many wins as you possibly can because, you know, four and you're done. You know, you're, four losses and you're out. So you want to be up as, as, as much as you possibly can. You want to get to that fourth, you know, obviously, before, anyone, before the other team. But if you can get to the – you can go, go up 2-0 on, on this team, and, you know, then really you're playing with, with serious house money. And that's what I was hoping that the, 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 uh, the, the Miami Heat – we're going to do last night, but we'll dive into them uh, for sure. But yeah, I, I think you know Joel and B looks like he's going to go tonight. Um, the thing about with, with the Sixers, I noticed with the Sixers is that they're not a bad. I'm not going to say that, I'm, ladies and gentlemen. What I'm about to say, I'm not saying that they're a better team without Joel and B. It just seems like they play better without Joel and B. Everyone is involved. Um, in 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 the uh, in the game, it just seems like when Joel Embiid gets in there, it's just a two man game between he he and Harden. Last night or the uh, the other night, we saw Harden, you know, put up forty five. We know he's still capable of doing that. Like you mentioned, e, Tobias Harris, you know, he's getting the ball out of his hands. You know, Tyrese Maxey as well is getting more involved, and all these other guys are getting more involved again. I'm not saying they're a better team without Joel Embiid, but it seems to me that they play better basketball without him. Do you want him on the court when he when he's when he's available? Absolutely, absolutely. But we're going to see tonight exactly what type of team uh, the the Sixers are with Joel Embiid and if they can come repeat the performance they they did the other night. Now the Celtics are going to play. Whoa, not so fast. Wait a minute. You know we, we're still number two seed here, but you know. They had a tough one in, in, in the first round, too, E, with you know, Celtics and, and, and the Hawks. So, you know, it doesn't seem like the Celtics are really hungry right now. You know, even though they were in the, in the championship last year and the finals last year, you know, it just seems like to me they don't really, uh, you know, they don't really want it. They're not hungry enough, man, to, to me, uh, for sure. But I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Celtics tonight. I think the Celtics get it done. I think they you know they they steal they they they, uh, they they protect home court at least tonight anyway, and then they go in and I think they you know the Sixers the Sixers crowd is gonna be 
it's going to be fiery the next game that they play. But I think I think Boston. I'm putting my money on Boston right now for the for the next two games. We'll see how they play, and then not, that may change my mind going forward. But I like the Celtics tonight, and then the next game as well. All right, good stuff there. E. All right, E. Next game. Let's talk about last night's game, man. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, the first game of the uh, of this series, and that's the Warriors and Lakers. Warriors wind up winning. I mean, the Lakers wind up winning one seventeen, one twelve. I tried to stay up for this game. I really did. I made it to halfway through the third quarter. Then my body was like, listen, that's enough. That's all I can give you. I can't give you no more. And um, when I, I think that when I, when I fell asleep, I think that the Lakers were up, I think, seven, somewhere around there. I forget the next. They were up, though, nonetheless. But what say you about this uh, last night's game and the series? A lot, and and, uh, and uh, what's his name? Um, the guy that uh, punched uh, – Looney, is it, what was his name? The one that – Draymond Green punched in his face. The one that uh, Mr. The, the sh- cool. Jordan, yeah, Poole, Poole. Jordan, Jordan Poole. Poole. Jordan Poole. Why? Why couldn't I think of his name? Jordan Poole had the uh, had the uh, man. He had the uh, the chance to tie it up um, about I think it was like less than a second, somewhere around there. Nah. three pointer man. Seconds. And yeah, nine seconds, and he and he missed that shot, man. You know, as bad as the the Warriors well, seem like they played bad. But um, what say you about this? And also, AD had an outstanding game, man. Now, if AD plays like this, first let me ask you this, E. Um, give me your thoughts and opinion on, on last night's game. And also, second part of this question is, if AD continues to play like he did last night, can the Lakers be beat? No. If, if AD can give you four games like he gave you last night, that, that's a championship-type team. I mean, because even if they advance on to Denver, uh, the Joker's not going to be able to do anything with, with him if he plays like that. Now, mm-hmm. back to your boy Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole took an ill-advised shot, but if you look at the money that they pay him, like $15 million a year, he's there mm-hmm. to take that shot when Steph right. and Clay, well, Clay had an awful game, and Steph was yeah. double-team. So, and, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. We can critique and criticize the shot because he missed it. But if he makes that shot, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're singing his praises. So, I mean, I, 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 me personally, I think he took the shot too early in the shot clock. I mean, like I said, it's still nine seconds left. I think you could have got a better look. But, I mean, um, the Lakers stole one because you said it going yeah. to be outstanding play from Anthony Davis. Um, don't look for them to do that again, though. Because like, <laughs> like you know, Steph's gonna Steph's gonna Steph, and that 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 season, I mean that that series might go to full seven. But with the Lakers winning one last night, I know that gives them a whole lot of confidence. Yeah, for sure. And AD said it himself. He said knowing that they can win um, in in that building it gives gives them a lot of confidence. But he has to understand it's one thing to be confident, another thing to you know to go out there and perform. And they're going to need that performance from AD each and every uh, game in this in this series, this series if they want to win. Because I never I I don't remember the last time I seen AD play that well. I, I mean, just, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Twenty-three boards, you know. He was and, in New Orleans. That's how yeah, he yeah. felt that way. He was in New Orleans. <laughs> and and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, where is this AD been at all this time? I know he's been hurt. I know he's been injured. But listen, man, you know, it's it's. I mean, 
LeBron, I know LeBron's happy. LeBron only had 22. LeBron only had 22 last night. If LeBron can only have 22 and they go into Golden State and they steal a game and then AD's playing the way that they play, you know, sky's the limit for these guys, man, uh, for sure. So, um, I know I can't go against the Warriors. I went against the Warriors in the first series against the uh, the Kings. I really thought the Kings were going to win that game. I, I predicted to go seven, but I had the Kings coming out of that series. But I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that against the uh, this Warriors team. Um, you know, with Steph, with Clay, because they still had a chance. Even though, you, like you mentioned, Clay did have an off game. And they still had a chance to to win that. They were just a Jordan Poole shot away from uh, you know possibly you know winning that possibly that game going into overtime and and possibly winning that game. But correct me if I'm wrong, man. This is the feel. Well, this is the feeling I get. But do you you get this kind of feeling with the Warriors team? This reminds me of the 1998 Chicago Bulls team when they were just like you know they they were just not worn out. But they just wasn't as dominant, but they still had enough in the tank. They were still just a little bit better than everyone else, um, you know, in the league, in the playoffs, um, to get it done. Do you have that sense, that, that feeling with this particular team, or how do you feel about this Warriors team going forward? I mean, I, I, I can see that. What what they call it? Um, Super Bowl hangover. So the Warriors mm-hmm. got championship hangover. Mm-hmm. Right? But. It's not to the point where, you know, they, they're just completely falling apart. It's just that, you know, they're older now. Because here's the thing here's the thing that doesn't get talked about. You always hear people talk about LeBron's age, LeBron's age. You, you know, mm-hmm. Steph is like 35. Yeah. I mean, you know, so yeah. Steph is no spring chicken. Now, he plays a much different style of basketball than LeBron plays. So LeBron, right. you know, got to go to that hyperbaric chamber after a game. Because he plays volleyball <laughs> and he plays a very physical game. With the game that Steph playing, there's no defense playing himself. Steph can play in his <laughs> Because, you know, he has that shooting shoot for 40 feet, not guarding anybody, not really putting his body on the line. But still, as we've said many, many times on this show, four times undefeated with the exception of Tom Brady. Uh, four right. times is, is undefeated. And they're, the Warriors are an older team. I don't know how old mm-hmm. Clay is, but – He's got to be close to Steph's age. I think they've been there around the same amount of time. Draymond right. is old. Andrew Williams mm-hmm. is, is is falling apart. I mean, it's just, but they're 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 balling and they're competing. But again, right. they are the elder statesmen. So I, I, right. I don't think enough gets said about that. And it, it's hard to play against LeBron with that bully ball, and then AD doing AD type things. That that yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's gonna be rough because. Even if they can get by the Lakers, they're going to be beat up. And they got to go into Denver and face the Joker. Yeah, yeah and I, that's I, it. I, I don't wrote yeah. things off. Yeah, I'm not done with them. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people have, man. I just, I just don't think they have enough depth, but we'll dive into that for sure. But yeah, like you know, as far as the Warriors go, I, I think this is kind of like you know, with that they're gonna if they get past the Lakers, I see this, I see this series going uh, seven uh, for sure. If AD continues to play the way he he played the other night or last night, I just don't see, I I don't see the Warriors, you know. Sweep no, obviously they can't sweep, but you know, winning it in five or winning it in six. I think this, this series goes seven, and you know, it's going to be hard. I can't, I don't want to, I can't go against the Warriors, ladies and gentlemen. As much as my, you know, my gut is telling me that if AD continues to play the way he plays and everyone. 
Okay, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back. I'm um, uh, I don't know what happened there. A little system issue there, fell off there, guys. Uh, let me bring E Scott. E Scott fell off as well. Back, uh, E Scott, you, you you still with me, brother? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm back. Yeah, I fell off too. Yeah, I fell off too. So uh, uh, I don't know what happened there, but uh, we're back. But like I was saying earlier, before I got um really interrupted by the system. <laughs> um, yeah, if AD can c- continue to play like he, he played the uh, last night, I, you know, I can see this, this series going seven. I don't want to go against the Warriors, man. I just feel like, you know, they're just uh, they're just that team that they're built, you know, they're, they're built for this particular situation. Um, they were, like I stated, they were down to uh, 0-2 against the Kings, wound up coming back in, in that series. But um, this is going to be a very interesting series, to say the least, ladies and gentlemen. So stay tuned for that. I, I guarantee you won't be, dis- you won't be disappointed. And get, hopefully no one gets, uh, gets, gets injured. But right now I'm saying seven the Warriors and seven, but I'm reserving my judgment right now <laughs> to change my mind uh, for, for sure. It's my right to change my mind. All right. E, next, next series is um, uh, my, my Miami Heat against New York Knicks. Uh, we kind of touched on a little bit earlier is that the, uh, the Heat stole game one uh, in, in the, uh, in the garden. Jimmy Butler turns his ankle. He could have went last night, E, but they decided not to, uh, decided not to play him, you know, kind of like you alluded to, like, you know, maybe, you know, they stole a game playing with house money, let's sit them out and, um, and then get ready for Saturday's game. But E, they, um, they almost pulled that one off last night, meaning the Heat, you know, without Jimmy Butler and Jalen Brunson had what, 30 plus and then, um, and uh, Julius Randle had, you know, 20, 20, 20 plus as well. And some, uh, and some, uh, some big time uh, plays as well. So, what say you about this series? How do you see this one play, uh, being played out? And um, should 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 Jimmy Butler have played last night, or do you think the Miami Heat did the right thing in sitting him? I think mean, he did the right thing in, in sitting him. And you're right; they almost pulled it off without you know Jimmy Butler. What last night's game showed me is Miami is definitely the better team in this series. Now it goes to South Beach. I do fully expect for for Miami to take both of those in South Beach, even if Jimmy doesn't play, because mm-hmm. you you know the, like I said, like I think it was last year and the year before. I don't think you can win a play. I don't think you can win a championship if Julius Randle is your best player. So now with the Knicks sure. showing me, okay, then we'll give you Jalen Bronson. Jalen Bronson, our best player. I still don't know if you can win a championship if Jalen Bronson is your best player. I mean, because they, they, they don't make many of them like Steph. Little dudes who can, you know, be right. the best player and get it done. Okay, Steph got one as the best player. KB came in and gave him two more, and then we went mm-hmm. back to Steph as your best player. But, again, that that's an exception to the rule. Now, with a combination mm-hmm. of – well, no – Jalen Brown is definitely the best player because we had a game where Tibbs in the fourth quarter took Randall out the game. You would never do that yeah. if you really think this dude can get yeah, it done. Exactly. I mean, it worked out for them, but I, yeah. I just I don't know if they will be able to you know get it done if if um, Jalen Bronson is going to be your best player. I, he, he he's too little. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, and I think they have to come up, meaning Miami has to come up with something, man, to, to get back that because he just seems like he just gets into the in, in, into the paint and just, and he seems like he just doesn't miss, man. I mean, that, that mid-range jump shot, that little float, floating jump shot um, that he has, he seems like he's automatic, um, you know, with that. So, um, yeah, and, you know, guys stepped up last night. I mean, they had to, obviously, for the Miami Heat. You know, Gabe Vincent stepped up, Max Screw stepped up, um, Caleb Martin stepped up last time. I mean, they all had to step up in the absence of, of Jimmy Butler. But I, I really thought that they, if they pulled that out, he, that that would have been that would have been a wrap, man. And I and I really thought that he should have played. Many Jimmy Butler should have played because they weren't playing. They're not playing until Saturday. And you kind of alluded to it a little bit, and you said you know, it's essentially like a week off. But you give him that extra day off, and he, you know, they go out there and they and they. And they um and they pull it off. They're up two zero going back home, but I cannot see the other side of it as well. Like you don't want to lose the uh, you don't want to win the battle, and you know to, in order to 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 ultimately lose the war. So uh, I can see where they're, they're thinking long term. They're thinking they're going to go back to Miami and and hold and uh, you know and hold serve there. If they do that, you know they they have a good chance of uh, you know winning in five. Um, for sure, but yeah, one game at a time. Um, I like the Heat, the way that they're playing right now. I like the way they they're riding Jimmy's to- uh, coattail, if you will. I love the way that uh, that Spose is uh, is um, coaching as well. And everyone just seems like you know they had the confidence that they you know you can go into an environment like the Garden, you know, with that atmosphere, with those big time name guys there, you know, as far as the, the celebrities go. And uh, that that crowd was is was rocking the first game. It was rocking last night um, as well. So uh, I think they know that they can they can win there. And even without Jimmy, they can they can they can beat this team. They know that. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm taking it one game at a time as a Heat fan. I'm not making any predictions right now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to be a Heat fan, and I'm just going to watch every possession. I'm going to be in the edge of my seat for every single possession right now. And all I'm going to say is uh, go Heat. All right, last last series here, E and. Uh, I don't know if you want to call this a series, bro. I don't know if you want to call this a series, but we got the Denver Nuggets and we got the Phoenix Suns, man. And it just seems like the Suns have no answer uh, for uh, for the Nuggets, no answer for Jokers. Um, uh, DeAndre Ayton seems like he's just uh, – he's like like playing at 6'4 against a 7-foot dude. I mean, he's, uh, Joker's making him look so small. Right now, Chris Paul is out um, with that. He went out uh, the other night with that um, that growing injury. And it just seems like to me, Ian, correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like the Suns uh, don't have enough depth to compete with the uh, with the Nuggets. What, what say you about uh, this series? Is this a sweep? Is it a gentleman's sweep? How do you see this one playing out? The, the Suns have trouble fielding a team. Have you, have you ever played mm-hmm. league softball as an adult, like an adult, like a beer league softball? <laughs> Yeah, never sober though, but yes. <laughs> no, well, no, 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 not that part. But my point is, you know, so you know, you got to have a minimum number of dudes, or they won't let you play. And so, like, you get okay, there, and you like, you like, because you know, like, say you the early game, like the six o'clock game, and all your mm-hmm. people not out work yet. You got to try to find some dudes to put oh, their yeah, name down. Oh yeah, the your people yeah. get there. Yeah, just that. That's the Phoenix Suns. They get off the bus with like seven dudes, and the rep like, "Hey man, y'all need eight to play." And they were like, "Oh, uh, we, we we got him." You know, it's just because mm-hmm. did you know Kevin Dur- Kevin Durant is the only active small forward on the current roster? So if they lose KD, wow. 
they don't have another number three. I was I was listening to something today and I heard that Chris Farley went down. Chris Farley just can't get right. It, 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 I don't think it's in his future to win the championship. And and um, it's and you Aiden didn't play well, but among not even playing well, they don't have dudes. And yeah, they need dudes. Right. And and if you got Murray and the Joker up in and um. Aaron Gordon is like your fourth best player. So yeah. if that's the case, yeah, you need dudes. So, yeah, you're not going to be able to beat Denver without, without dudes. Yeah, man. And then I think that trade, you know, the trade, obviously, you know, the, the Suns got KD. I mean, that's uh, that's huge. But what you gave up for KD made a major worse, uh, to be honest with you, in the long run because you don't have that bench. Because they got rid of, I mean, they, they traded away that bench led by Cam Johnson. I mean, uh, yeah, Cam Johnson and and um, and what he's been doing in Brooklyn when he got when he, since he got there, he's been balling, man. He's been balling, and I think they missed that, man. I, I really do think they missed that that bench and that depth um, there or lack thereof. So I just I don't I don't know. E. I mean, I'll, I'll give them one game because I just think Denver may may just you know just say, listen, you know, we, we're just not here right now. You know, we, we want to stay in shape. We want to stay in, in, in rhythm, but we really don't care about this game. That's how, So I think it'll, at best, for the Suns, it'll be a gentleman's sweep. So I see the, the Nuggets going 4-1, and they're just going to just probably sit back and just and just wait for the winner of the uh, the Warriors and Lakers and say, listen, y'all go beat each other up. We'll be over here relaxing until you guys, you know, get done fighting each other. So I, I think it's going to be a gentleman's sweep at best. If I if, if it's a sweep, I wouldn't be surprised, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, nothing more to say about this particular series. E, to be honest with you, I just think they're they're far better, uh, a far better team, far superior team than the Suns, meaning the Nuggets. Uh, so good stuff there, man. Good stuff there. All right, E, let's do this. Uh, let's grab our next break. Uh, when we come back, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk. Uh, I want to talk about uh, LeBron. And Steph, I want to get a comparison to LeBron and Steph. Who has more pressure on them to win this series, to win another championship? Also, where do you rank Steph Curry right now? Is he in your all-time top ten? Definitely want to dive into that when we get back, ladies and gentlemen. Again, you are tuning to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper. Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you. With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Hey, South Carolina. 
Greetings from music recording artist Marcus Allen. Our accountants at Javis Tax Service won the state's best tax office in the state. They're open year-round to serve you from Columbia's only drive through office. Give them a call, 803-419-1001. That's 803-419-1001. Before the break, ladies and gentlemen, we were uh, breaking down and uh, recapping uh, the uh, the series uh, between Sixers, Celtics, Heat, Knicks, Suns, Nuggets, and Lakers, Warriors uh, as well. Uh, right now, the Celtics and uh, Sixers are playing. Sixers are up 5-3 right now. Just tipped off. Uh, and then Joel Embiid is indeed playing. Uh, so we'll uh, keep our eye on that one uh, throughout the show, ladies and gentlemen. All right, um, E. Before the break, you're gonna, you you you, you, okay. you can expect us you can expect a sternly worded email um, due to the cease and desist that we receive because of what you played during the break. Oh yeah, I know, I know, right, right. Oh my goodness, I hope like you know they didn't pick that up, E. Hopefully they didn't pick that you, up. Oh, you gonna get a you gonna get a sternly worded email. <laughs> I know, man. That, real quick, that thing came out. I hit the wrong. I hit the wrong. Uh, what you call him on that I one, brother? So, like, uh, but I was like, yeah, well, I hit the wrong one. You got to take that out the machine, dog. You might <laughs> shut up now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, inside joke there, but uh, yeah, man. Yeah, hopefully, uh, I, I I got that out of there quickly. They didn't pick that up, but um, nonetheless, the uh, so, yeah, we got Steph and we got LeBron, man. We we talked about the series. Uh, but I want to break it down, um, you know, individually. These two guys and their legacies, man. You mentioned their age earlier. You know, LeBron's what 38. Steph's not too far. I think you're 34, 35 years old around there. Um, hey, now these two right now, they're, they're playing for they're playing for that uh, that title. I know it's not a part of what they're playing for. Both some of them will downplay it if you ask them. No, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about the team. Blah 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 blah. We know that. But guys like us, you know, and individuals like us, I should say, you know, we we need something to talk about. We need we need some we need a debate going on. E, LeBron, Steph, first. Who has the most pressure on them in this particular series? Um, and also, two, do you have Steph in your top ten of all time? Take your time, brother. What say you? <clears throat> I'm going to answer the first part first. Who's the most pressure okay. on LeBron? 
Because okay. LeBron is chasing something. Whether he admitted mm-hmm. it or not, he's chasing the ghost of Michael Jordan. I think he said it before. Steph's not chasing his day. Steph got Steph with the Davidson. He barely stands a little over six feet. Little bitty dude. He wasn't expected <laughs> to do this. LeBron mm-hmm. been on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was like in the tenth grade. The chosen one is what they call mm-hmm. him. So Steph has definitely overachieved, you know, given where, you know, he went to school, given where he was drafted, all this and the other, you know, not signing with Nike because they didn't know his first name. Steph's legacy is is, is solidified. He's going into the Hall of Fame, first ballot. He has four championship rings. He really has nothing else to prove. Now, me personally, I don't think LeBron has anything else to prove either. His legacy Mm -hmm. is solidified. But, again, He's chasing ghosts because, you know, that's the type of dude he is. And I'm not knocking him for it, but, I mean, because, mm-hmm. like, even though he takes credit for four rings, even he knows it's three and a half. I mean, he, he knows that Bobo Ring, he can't fully count that one. So he needs this one to put him at five or at the very least four and a half because I just think it means more to him than it does Steph. Steph at this point, like you mentioned, Steph playing with house money. Dude, I wouldn't expect him mm-hmm. to number this. And like I said, LeBron was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I definitely agree with that, man. And let me ask you this. Do you have Steph in your top ten? I don't know if you have a, a top ten list, E, uh, in any particular order, but right now the way Steph has played, especially in that Game seven against the Kings, that 50-point performance. Um, does that catapult him uh, in your top five, I mean, your top ten, if he wasn't already there? I, I was thinking about that when you mentioned it earlier. Um, if, if I sat down and think about it, I probably could come up with 10 dudes better than Steph. But yeah. just off the cuff, I'm going to say, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's moved into the top ten. Not top five, but I do think he's moved okay. into the top ten. Okay. Yeah, you know what, E, and right now I still have him on the uh, OLI, as we call it, the outside looking in. I have my top ten, man, my top ten players of all time, and I do have a particular order, ladies and gentlemen, and um, I don't know if I can put – if you, if I take one guy out, it'll probably be – listen to this list and you let me know. So number one is MJ – Two Magic, three Kobe, four the Dream, Kim Olajuwon. If you don't know who the Dream is, ladies and gentlemen. Number five LeBron. Number six Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number seven I got Shaq. Number eight I got KG Kevin Garnett. Number nine I got Tim Duncan. And number ten I do have Scottie Pippen, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I do have Scottie Pippen in my top ten. I think he's arguably the the the, the best all-around basketball player in, in all of basketball, in, in the history of basketball. That's just my list. But, E, what say you? Uh, do you do, who would you take out of that, if anyone, to put Steph in there? Oh, let me see. You had Jordan at one. Um, Magic. Who did you have at two? Correct? Magic at two. Magic. Mm-hmm. Kobe at Kobe three. Kobe at three. Who did you have at four? Hakeem. Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem at four. At five. Yeah, Le- LeBron. LeBron six. Uh, Jabbar. Seven. Is that six? Seven is Shaq. Eight. Eight is KG. KG, Kevin Garnett. 
Nine, Tim Duncan, Big Fundamental. And number 10, Scottie Pippen. Yeah. Because I'm a huge Tip fan, so this is kind of biased. If I was going to try <laughs> Steph in there, I would take out KG. And and, and, okay. and I like the big okay. ticket. There's nothing against him. Mm-hmm. But if we got to make room, because it's definitely him or Scotty. And, again, mm-hmm. I'm biased because I really, really like Scotty. So, yeah, right. I, I would take KG out. And that, that's not saying KG trash. I'm not saying he's not no, good. No, no, no. I get you. I'm I just saying I, w- I would move him to 11 and slide Steph in there and bump everybody else down one. Just, just give okay. me your particular order. No, no, no. I know. I get that. No, no. I get that. And I respect that for sure. That's why I asked. Yeah, I, you know, I was thinking Tim. I was thinking the big fundamental man. Um, to be honest with you, I, I'm because I'm a big KG fan. I just love what he did on both ends of the court. I know Tim Duncan. He's called the big fundamental for a reason because he did everything everything the right way. Um, but yeah, I would take. Uh, I would take if I had to. If a gun was to my head and I said, Kevin, you had K Walk. You had to take one of these players out and put Steph in there. It would be it would be Tim Duncan for me, but right now he's still number eleven for me, ladies and gentlemen. He's still OLI as we like to call it, outside looking in. Uh, so uh, so good stuff there, yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you going back to the, the LeBron and Steph, and as far as the pressure uh, aspect of it goes, I I agree with you there. I think LeBron has the most pressure on him because of Steph coming off of the championship last year and him winning, you know, as many as he has in the in the uh, the last four or five years. And LeBron seems like he's just chasing, you know, he's he's chasing these championships. He's by going to, you know, going to Miami, going to, L, I mean, going to Cleveland, back to Cleveland, going to L.A. You know, just seems like he's just chasing right now. So uh, yeah, I, I think in order for LeBron, um, I think like you said, he, you 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 did mention it, and I I definitely agree with it. I think both of these two legacies are solidified. Uh, these both these players. But as far as the pressure right now, I think it's more so going head to head. Right now, I think the most pressure, more pressure is on LeBron than it is uh, Steph Curry uh, for sure. So, uh, so good stuff there. Uh, all right, what we're going to do here? Let's take a quick pause here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to dive into our, our Hollywood swinging segment, and uh, we got some good stuff. We got our, um, we got our top five. Um, what do you call it? E the first, the best first names every like athletes people, that are known people. by their first names. Yeah, well, I didn't even go. I didn't even do all athletes, but yeah, you can do athletes. It's just people like when okay. you say the name, you instantly know who it is. You know, like oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Okay. Just like yeah. one name, people. Okay, I got you. Yeah, say no more. All right, so we got we got that. We got our um, we got our um, one has to go, and then I got my one ticket uh, as well. I definitely want to hear. But yeah, I hope I can stump E on there. It's hard for me to stump E. He always comes quick with it, man. And I never, ladies and gentlemen, I never give him the I never give him the one ticket event before <laughs> before the show. So he he doesn't know before I give it to him on the show. So good stuff there. All right, so let's quick quick pause here again, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuning in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Be right back.
Welcome back, welcome back. Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. You hear that that tune, and you know it's our Hollywood Swinging segment. And uh, we're going to start. We're going to turn it over to E. Scott. E. Scott, you take it away. You start with uh, with whichever one you want to start with, brother. Take it away. Okay. I'm, I'm going to start with one as it go. Uh, right. I said this to you earlier. So what we got, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Uh, one has yeah. to go. Uh, uh, let me find it here. Uh, mm-hmm. I should have had it up. My bad. I apologize. No, it's good. Uh, I got, got him in my head. <laughs> we got watermelon. We got apples. Mm-hmm. We got cherries. And we got pineapples. One has to go. You can never eat it again in life. Oh, man. This is a tough one for me, ladies and gentlemen, especially, um, ah, man, you know, I'm a brother, so, you know, I ain't stereotyping anything like that, but love the watermelon, man. Um, <laughs> got the pineapples, got to go with my pineapples, man. That's just a toss-up between cherries and apples for me, man. Um, now, green apples are my favorite, man. I'm a diehard. Love Grand my green Smith. apples. Oh, yeah, I love the green apples, man. Cherries. Uh, this is a tough one for me, E. But I'm gonna—I I said I'm gonna stick with my gun. I said I'm not gonna change my mind. But as long as it's a green apple, cherries has to go. Cherries gotta go. I'm sorry, <laughs> rough for me, man. That, that was rough for me, E. Rough for me for sure. <laughs> yeah, for me, for me, I think it would be apples. I'm a big fan okay. of apple juice, but not so much apple. Yeah, I mean, they're too. okay. But, uh-huh. but yeah, but pineapple. I'm definitely keeping pineapples. Now let me yeah. ask you this: watermelon, mm-hmm. salt or no salt? Oh, I don't. I never. Tried, I never tried it with salt. Eh? I never tried it with salt. Oh, see, I'm a salt guy, K. Well, not a lot. Sprinkle okay. a little salt. They tell you as you as you as you want these to say. Sprinkle a little salt on that Joan. And they tell you that salt. <laughs> <laughs> I never you, tried you it with salt. salt eh? Oh yeah, not a lot. Just a little. Bring a little salt okay. on that joint. Yeah, you you got yourself on right. there. That that that's I'm try it this stuff. summer. I'm gonna try it this summer. I'm gonna try it this summer, bro. Yeah, I never had yeah. Ever thought about did, doing did, that. All right, cool. Did, did, did you have a one as to go? Yeah, I do. I do, man. This, okay, okay. Go no, ahead. no, no. I, I do have one as to go, and this is um you'll you'll see the theme. It's just, it's just sports. This is basketball. This is uh, playoff time. And you'll see the theme. You'll see where I'm going with this, ladies and gentlemen. So stay with me on why I picked these four guys. So one has to go. Eh? We got Draymond Green. Got Dennis Rodman. Ron Artest, a.k.a. Meta World Peace. And Lance Stevenson. Uh, you sense the theme there, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know, oh, yeah. these are the guys Bullet. that, yeah, okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it, for, it forces, if you will. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> What has to go, eh? I'm gonna get rid of Lance Stevenson because okay. he, he he I mean this Rodman was a bully and an enforcer, but he gave you he gave you a lot of rebounds. Draymond mm-hmm. is kind of like the nucleus or the glue, if you will, that holds that team together. And then your other one was Ron Artest, Metal World Peace. Yeah, Ron Artest. AKA yeah, he was on that, that Lakers championship team. He he was really good mm-hmm. there. Um, OLI, and I know we get rid of one, but OLI on that list would have been Anthony Mason. Mason, your face. Anthony Mason. He's an oak tree. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. you, you got some info. Yeah, but on that one, yeah, I would get rid of the Lance Stevenson out here blowing in LeBron's ear. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, was, that, 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 that was too much for me. I, I didn't like it. 
Uh, yeah, I agree with you there, man. I was going to say, I would say Lance Stevenson has to go for me as well because you got you Ron Artest at the time, Malice in the Palace. Uh, Dennis Rodman was just Dennis Rodman, and you know he'll he'll get into you get under your skin no matter what. And Draymond is like uh, kind of like Dennis Rodman 2.0, if you will. So yeah, Lance Stevenson for me uh, as well has to go. All right, take it away, brother. Now, when I came up with this one, I said it to you earlier in the week, I didn't realize mm-hmm. how many people that were out there because at one point, I shaved it down, but at one point, I had just as many OLIs that I had in the top five. <laughs> I mean, because it's just people where you hear the name and you instantly know who the person mm-hmm. is. So my yeah. first OLI, and the reason I put him at OLI, because technically it's not one name, but you'll get what I'm saying. Stephen okay. If I say to you, Stephen A., okay. do you instantly yes. know who mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Exactly. So I put him at OLI because it's Stephen A. And then okay. my second, I got three OLIs. My second OLI, Seal. I mean, I don't even know Seal's last name. It's Seal. You instantly know? <laughs> oh, that's, that's that dude with the stars in his face to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. the one married to Heidi Klum, yes. And then my third, my third OLI, Jesus. I mean, you know, okay. you know, maybe we say, hey, Sue, but the black community, we say Jesus. And ain't even one of uh-huh. them, so you know who it is. So my top five is come with okay. one name, Rihanna, mm-hmm. at number five. Okay. Rihanna, I mean, okay. I think her last name is 50 or something, but you just know Rihanna. Number four, mm-hmm. Beyonce. Beyonce yep. knows, Beyonce Z, Beyonce mm-hmm. Carter, whatever you want to call it, just Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Number three, Prince. Prince okay. Rogers Nelson. Okay. But you just know. Prince, you ought to make sure it is. Mm-hmm. Number two, number one and number two, I tried to reach out because, you know, I know we got another audience that we don't ever really care gotcha. to. So I tried gotcha. to include them in this one. Number two, <laughs> Cher. If I say to you, okay. Cher, okay. I mean, you know, Cher, 100 years old, you immediately know mm-hmm. who I'm talking about. Cher. Yes, and then my number one, Madonna. Not the Virgin Mary. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Madonna. All I right. mean, if you just, just one name, Madonna. So I got five Rihanna, four Beyonce, three Prince, two Cher, and one Madonna. All right, good stuff there. Yeah, I can't, yo, that's, that's some good stuff, man. I went mostly, um, I, I since we were a sports show, I went mostly sports. But I do have, um, I do have three or two on um, my, uh, on my uh, OLI. I do have Beyonce, OLI for everything you mentioned, and. One, I should have probably should have had a number one. That's Oprah. You know, I should have had Oprah there. You know, yeah. Oprah I, I is going to be OLI. Yeah, Oprah is O L I. But I went with uh, with mostly um, with mostly uh, sports guys here. Number five, I went with Magic. Everybody knows who, who you know who Magic is. Showtime. And uh, number four, I went with LeBron. Number three, I went with Kobe. Rest in peace, brother. Number two, I went with Serena. And number one, I went with Tiger. So, again, I had uh, Magic, LeBron, Kobe, Serena, and Tiger. On the outside looking in is uh, Beyonce and uh, and Oprah. <laughs> you know, that, yeah, those are good ones. Yeah, like I said, I didn't realize how many people just go by Seriously. one name until I tried to write them down. I looked up at one point, I'm like, wait a minute, I got five OLIs. <laughs> That's too many. Let me cut this down, so. I didn't even think about Madonna. I forgot about Madonna. You mentioned Sharon and you mentioned Prince, too. I was like, oh, man. I like. Yeah, because those, those, think... like, those are just, just synonymous with one name. 
Yeah, and I was trying to get MJ, Michael Jordan in there, and it, Michael Jordan don't really go by one name. I mean, you got MJ. No, you got, yeah. Um, what, what, Boston Hart, game, uh, Mike uh, Tyson, Jackson, Jordan, game six? Yeah, exactly. So you can just there say you Mike. You got, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah, exactly. I thought about Mike, too, but I'm like, Michael Jackson, Michael from Good Times, but Michael, <laughs> Michael who? Who you talking about? So, yeah, Mike didn't make it. Yeah, you you yeah, got to no. say Michael Jordan. Because, again, you know, Michael from Good Times, Michael like Tyson, Michael Jackson. You know, <laughs> yeah. All right, good stuff, dear, good stuff. All right, E, um, got, we got the one ticket here, man, one one ticket here. And, I, and, I, and, again, I hope I can stump you with this one, man. But uh, we got one ticket. We got four events here, man. We got, uh, we got Tiger Woods, the 1997 Masters. He was 21 years old, youngest to ever win. The Masters hugs his father after uh, you know after he wins. Uh, the second one we got. Um, hold on, let me go. Let me go back up here. I kind of I kind of tweaked this a little bit. Second one we got Serena Williams who wins the uh, wins her first Grand Slam at the age of 17 in 1999. We got uh, the uh, number three. We got the 1972 Dolphins wins the Super Bowl over the Redskins to complete their perfect season. And the last one, or number four, I should say, we got NC State Cinderella Story. They beat Fly Slamma Jamma in 1983. And that Fly Slamma Jamma consists of Clyde Drexler, ladies and gentlemen, and Akeem Olajuwon, Jim Valvino, uh, um, the head coach there, running around the court after they won, looking for someone to hug. But you got one ticket, E. What event are you using it for? I think I'm going to go to the Masters at Augusta okay. when the young Cinderella okay. at age 21. Okay. I mean, all those are good events. Um, 72 Dolphins, I, mean, I would love to go to a Super Bowl. But, yeah, right. now you in that red shirt at 21 because I'm not – I mean, because – I don't even want, I don't watch golf on TV unless Tiger's playing, and I know I won't mm-hmm. be interested in going to a live one. But that one was something <laughs> special. So yeah, if I only had one ticket, I would use it on that one. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there, E. It was a toss up between that and uh, and Serena winning, um, you know, her first mile, you know, her first Grand Slam, first African American uh, uh, female to to do that at the age of 17 at that man. So that 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 said a lot, uh, for sure. But yeah, Tiger and, and like you mentioned, E. Brothers don't watch golf unless Tiger's watch, unless Tiger's in it. And and, uh, and our good buddy Jason Collins last night was saying, you know, I presented the same question to 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 him. And he's saying, listen, you know, I didn't know how to – I didn't know anything about scoring. I didn't know par. I didn't know birdie. <laughs> I didn't know any of that <laughs> until Tiger Woods came into the picture. So, um, yeah, great point there. But, I mean, I watched golf before that. I do a little bit about golf. But, yeah, Tiger, when Tiger – I don't watch it now because Tiger's not involved in it. But when Tiger's there, I'm watching. So, yeah, I would have loved to see Tiger win that at, at the age of 21 uh, for sure. And like you said, that red shirt uh, uh, for sure there, brother. All right, good stuff there, E. Um, I know it's some time for your uh, almost time for your your segment. I'm not sure if we got anyone calling in. I, I tried to uh, get some people, but I haven't gotten any okay. responses. All right, all right. Uh, so let's uh, let's see what we got here, E. Um, we, you had Dylan, you had your boy Dylan Brooks on the on the. Oh, Dylan now, Brooks, Dylan Brooks. Yeah, that. yeah, that's what. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this, what I wanted to do. That's what I was looking. Yeah. This inward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So far. <laughs> 
Memphis has come out and said, we don't want you back under any circumstances. I mean, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. And again, like when when, when you listed the enforcers from earlier, Dylan Brooks Mm -hmm. wants to be in that category, but he brings nothing nothing else to the table. I mean, absolutely nothing. He doesn't score. He's not a rebounder. He's not really an enforcer because they don't even respect him. I mean, he just, yeah, I can see why they want to get rid of him. I don't like him at all. And now he, unfortunately, well, fortunately for him, he will land the gig somewhere. Somebody will pick yeah. him up. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I overrated. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, and, and that's the reason why, and, and that's the reason why I brought up the uh, the four guys that I, that I mentioned, you know, the enforcers, Dennis Rodman, Draymond Green, Ron Artest, and Lance Stevenson, because Dylan Brooks is that type of guy, or he he's that guy that wants to be that guy that type of guy. And that's why that's what he, he was my motivation to bring that one up. Um, you know, but yeah, man, I mean, I can definitely see him being on a team. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him and LeBron team up next year, you know, in the summertime, you know, they, you know, they mend defenses, if you will. And then, you know, cause LeBron needs that type of guy and LeBron needs that, uh, that enforcer on, on that team. You know, he's going to see like, you know, uh, MJ had Dennis Rodman. Steph Curry has Draymond Green. You know what I mean? He wants to be that guy that, that has that enforcer and needs that enforcer. And Dylan Brooks knows that he doesn't need to be that guy that needs to score, you know, 20 points. And even if, I don't even think he could on a nightly basis if if he just if he was the only guy on the team. To be honest with you, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't think he has that in him. Uh, but, yeah, I, I definitely think he'll get another gig, as you mentioned. Uh, he'll be with someone uh, that's going to say, listen, we he's that kind of guy that we need to get us over the top. You know, he doesn't need to be with another enforcer. He doesn't need to be with another guy who's going to be like him because that's just going to just, just escalate things. Like he and he – and, um, he and uh, John Morant, they just don't go together, man, to be honest with you, because they, they're similar type guys, meaning as, as far as, you know, talking trash and trying to get up in the guys' faces and try to be, you know, intimidators and things of that nature. I, I think there's only room for one of those guys on, on every single team. I think every team needs a guy like that, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. And I can see I can see him teaming up with LeBron and them, man, next year. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, let me ask you this, E. You mentioned that Memphis said, "Listen, under no circumstances do uh, do we bring this guy back." Do you think they could have handled it in a different way, E, or do you think it handled it uh, appropriately, inappropriately, or would have would you have done it a different way? Let me ask that question. Based on who he is, they handled it appropriately. Because <laughs> sometimes you 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 got, you you don't speak their language. That's why he don't understand. I mean, um, like I said. Um, Evidently, there's been a, a misunderstanding in previous communications, and he, you know, he he wouldn't know it. He he still show up. He like George Costanza. He been fired, but he still showing up. He don't know. But when they tell you directly, under no circumstances, or you can come back here. Yeah, they they handle it right based on who they were dealing with. <laughs> Yeah, that happened on another show too. I forget what show that was too. They got, they got fired and they kept showing up anyway. Uh, oh, was that, I think it was Friends when uh, Phoebe got she got fired and and she refused. She was, she wouldn't uh, accept the fact that she got fired. That's what it was. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Office? have you ever seen Office Space? No, I have not. The movie? Have not. Uh, no, no, I have not. Uh, oh yeah, you you got put that on your list. 
And then you'll know right. why I mentioned that. All right, cool. I got that on my list right now, man. Office space. Yeah, man. I mean, um, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. E. Yes, you know, knowing who you you're dealing with, and knowing who you, um, you know, what type of attitude that he is, what type of mentality that he goes with. That's what sometimes I was like, you know, is it inappropriate because you know who you're dealing with? Maybe they might that might set him off a different kind of way. You know, you, you gotta. You know, sometimes you gotta treat certain people with with, with kid gloves. But yeah, maybe it'll be. Um, a humbling experience for him, a, a kick in the butt, if you will. I don't think it's going to change him dramatically. Maybe it'll tone him down a little bit, you know, as far as going into the interview process, you know, because, you know, you're a different person when you go in that interview as opposed to, you know, once you, you know, you're, that, that job is offered to you, you to uh, turn into a totally different person. So, you know, Dylan Brooks might go in there with, you know, with a certain tie on, a suit on to get that gig. But once that happens, you know, that comes off and then, you know, what else happens after that. But, yeah, I agree. I think they, they, they had to handle it the way that they did. And I think they, they handled it appropriately. Hopefully, you know, it'll humble them a little bit. I don't know how much it's going to do it. But someone's out there going to give them a, going to give them a spot no, um, uh, nonetheless, E, uh, for sure. All right, E. Uh, yeah, I'm just sitting there. Uh, just, I don't you know. Uh, let me see what we got here. I got some um, some more topics here. If you want to dive into that um, as well, because of the fact of the matter is, uh, let me just look here. I'm just going down the list right here. E and let's see some of the topics that we you know we have here and. You know what I want to talk about? E, let's talk about this. This came. This actually came up today, and um, well, I saw it today, I should say. And that's. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to to, to um, Brittany Griner, and she's come out about the transgender and you know where where they should be. They shouldn't be allowed to to, to participate in sports. I don't know if you got a chance to see to, to hear that story and how she felt about that. Um, but she's basically saying that you know you should you shouldn't have to re, shouldn't have to separate you know transgender that should be allowed to be playing in sports. What, what say you? I, I know I think you said it sometime back a while back about this e. But uh, what, what say you about this situation and and Brittany Griner also saying that you know she will never play overseas again um, unless it's for the, uh, the 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 Olympic team. But what say you about Brittany Griner and, and her, her thoughts and opinions on the transgender thing? Well, I, I didn't know that she said that, but me, and, and this is me, I mean, you know, yeah. uh, this is my opinion. I don't represent anybody. Of course, of course. I don't, I, I don't represent, you know, the show, the network, none of that. But just my mm-hmm. own personal opinion, I don't think transgender athletes should be allowed to compete. I mean, and I support the transgender lifestyle. I mean, be you. Mm -hmm. Live your truth. But in living that truth, there's certain things you're just going to have to give up. I mean, because, okay, you 6'4", 6'5", 280 pounds, born a man. I mean, that was your Mm -hmm. point, but you feel that you're a woman. So I thought, go be a woman. I have no problem with that. None. I want to reiterate none whatsoever. However, Mm -hmm. you can't be out here lifting on the weightlifting team to be with the the other females. That's just not right. I mean, that's just how I just just go. I mean, what if Shaq decided he was transgender? Shaq can come back tomorrow and go to WNBA (laughs) and just dominate at 50-plus years old. 
I mean, because mm-hmm. he is grown man. I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I mean, and it's unfortunate. I don't think it's, I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying it's right. But I'm just saying, if you made certain choices in your life, then you're just going to give up some stuff. And, again, I, I don't think right. you should be allowed to compete. You know, that, 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 yeah. again, that's just my opinion. No, no, I, and I agree with you there. E. I definitely agree with you there because there are because when you when you go through that transition, you know there are certain you know drugs and things that you put in your body to put you know to transform you to you know uh, you know to you know whether you're going especially if you're going from female to male, you know you got that testosterone in you, and if you're if you know if you you know um, if you say that I'm a you know a female but you're participating but you're taking these drugs and then and you're and you're participating in these female uh sporting events then you it's, it's an advantage to you I mean it's an advantage to you like you stated it's not fair because of the fact that it matters you got these hormones in you you got these testosterone um you know hormones in you uh for sure I mean just like they you know they test in the Olympics you know they t- they test in what was it Ben Johnson Back in the day when he was running track and, you know, they, they found like, you know, some, you know, uh, you know, uh, testosterone or I forget exactly what they had in there. But it was a, it was an enhancing drug nonetheless. And that's how they're looking at it right now. And, and, and I agree with I, I understand where she's coming from. You shouldn't separate, you know, maybe. I don't know. Maybe there should be another event with just transgenders just competing. I, I don't know the answer to it, but I, I definitely agree with you there. Is that it's not fair if you're a female going to a male and then you know you still want to participate in in a female event. I just don't think that's fair because of the fact of the matter is you're putting those drugs in, in, in your system to give you that 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 advantage uh, for sure. Yeah. But as now far the as second, go ahead, the, the, go ahead. sorry, the second thing she said about. Um, I'm not playing overseas anymore unless it's on the Olympic team. And she better than me. I wouldn't play overseas under any circumstances. If it was a choice, go overseas and make some money or work at Burger King. Well, in Burger King, but I take your order. Ain't no way in hell. If I'm hurt, I have to work 10 months in a Russian prison. And she's like, oh, right. I'll play for the Olympic team. I don't give a damn. I wouldn't even play in Canada. <laughs> And I, I wouldn't play in Mexico. I wouldn't even play yeah, in New Mexico. No, no, I am not. I would throw my passport out. I am never leaving the United States again. I don't give a damn. Oh, because, oh, it's real nice in, in Valley this time of year. We're good for them. I ain't going. No, sir. I mean, like, where does she live? What state does she live in? Um, I want to say Texas, man. I think I know she went to Baylor. Texas, so I want to yeah, say I, Texas for something. Yeah. Far as I'll go, be Louisiana. That's where. Mm-hmm. That's as far as I'll go. No, like I said, I would turn my passport in. Ain't no way in hell. Olympics? I, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I don't care if Putin personally invited me. I am not going. And you know they're paying a gazillion dollars for anything American and Saudi Arabia related to sports. I mean, right. live golf. So I, no, dog, keep it. I don't need it that bad. Again, when the bird came, I take your order. No, sir. If I'm bringing it down, there ain't no way in hell I would leave the country. Hey, man, you know what? I, I don't know what it's like uh, over there, but I can only imagine, man, what it would have been like, you know, just to be just to be in prison for one, but to be in prison, you know, abroad. Um, I can only imagine, especially in that particular country, man, um, I can only imagine what it was like from what she described. 
you know, it, it just wasn't, you know, it was inhumane to, uh, you know, to say the least. Yeah, I, I'm with you, E. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm getting rid of my passport, man. And I'm like, yeah, good luck, you know, good luck, guys. You know, I'll be watching, you know, I'll be checking you guys out. If you guys play 5 o'clock in the morning, I'll set my alarm and i watch you guys. But I ain't going over there. I'm not going to put myself in that situation because, for one, Everybody knows who I am by now, and I'm going through the airport, and they're going to be, you know, looking for me, and they're going to be looking extra, you know, hard, you know, at me as far as, you know, what's in my bag, you know, she went to Russia, and she had this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm with you, I'm staying home. I'm staying home, brother, for uh, for sure, man. I'm not going to put myself in that situation uh, again. I'm, I, I just couldn't do it. Um and it was like, well, what are the chances of it happening again? We won't find out because I'm not going over. No, there. not at all. We won't, <laughs> we won't find out uh, by any stretch, man, by any stretch. All right, man. Listen, um, so that's all I have now. That's right now, uh, E. I don't know if you uh, if you got something you want to bring up here, man, and uh, you know, or you know, to got about 20 minutes left. So if I don't know if you want to bring something up, let, let me ask you this. More oh. impressive, Jimmy Butler 56 or Steph mm-hmm. 50 in Game 7? Oh, e, great question. Um, I'm going to sound biased here, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm going to say – I'm going to say Jimmy's 56 because of the fact that the matter is they played against uh, the number one team and they're undermanned and, you know, um, meaning the, the, the Heat were undermanned. And if the Bucks were to focus on were to focus on they should have focused on Jimmy more, then um, you know, chances are they could have, you know, you know, cut that in half or at least, you know, shaved ten points off of that, that performance. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jimmy, man, because Jimmy just doesn't really, you know, have that much help there, E and the Bucks are the number they had the best not their best record in the East, they had the best record in the entire an entire NBA, and then you got Giannis, and they're known as a defensive team. The Kings, not so much. The Kings, not so much, um, you know, and Steph is known to do this stuff, meaning he can score 50 at will if, if he needs to, and he has that uh, that jump shot, and, he, you know, as soon as he steps off the bus, he's in range. So I'm going to say Jimmy Butler, man, because Jimmy Butler had to do more with a lot less, and he had to go to the he had to go to the basket. Not saying that Steph didn't, but Steph, you know, is more of a three point shooter, so it's easy to get fifty. Easier for Steph to get fifty than Jimmy to get fifty six because of their style of play. And see, I agree too. I'm gonna I went with Jimmy mm-hmm. as well when I was looking mm-hmm. at this. Not that Steph's fifty wasn't impressive because it very was. No, no, no. But it's here's the right. here's the difference for me in the two. Jimmy flipped the switch because Jimmy, you don't, mm-hmm. you know, you don't expect Jimmy to give you fifty or fifty six. You no, know, you know right. that he can, but that's just not what he does. We've come accustomed to expecting Steph to do Steph like things, and that's what Steph mm-hmm. did. He just, you know, happened to score more than he normally scores, but it didn't look like. Steph didn't play any different than he normally plays. Again, he just hit a few more shots than he normally does. He got you 50. Jimmy was out of his mind. That ain't the Jimmy that you always get. And now that he's giving you that, you know, I know you're a Heat fan, and also Mm -hmm. Bridget who listens, she's a Heat fan. Y'all are going to become 
to expect that from Jimmy because now y'all know he can give it to you. So, yeah, I'm going to say the 56 from Jimmy was the more impressive of the two. And, again, not saying that Steph wasn't impressive, but Jimmy was just out of his mind. Jimmy said, hey, guys, come get on my back. I got this. And, again, Steph did the same thing, but you expect that from Steph. Again, you know, Steph give you four – Steph give you 45, and you don't bat an eye. Jimmy give you 56 because he got absolutely nothing from nobody else. I don't even know if Bam exactly. was there. I mean, was, was Bam at home watching on TV? Was it with you would Tyler? think he was, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, but that, that was some of the most impressive stuff I've ever seen. That's 56 from Jimmy. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I think you said Britt was a Heat fan. Actually, Britt is a diehard Sixers fan. So she, you know, I, don't, I think you said Brittany, right? Is that what you said? No, I, I was talking about a, a listener of ours, Bridget, that listens to Oh, 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 oh okay. Like, I'm, sorry, like I'm she, sorry. I thought you said she. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you said Brittany, meaning Brittany Jones on our on nah. I'm like, oh, she'll, yeah, she'll, 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 nah, Bridget, she'll Bridget come get it. Right me. now. No, she, oh, okay. she's a Heat right. fan. Go Heat. Go Heat. Go Heat. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't disagree with you there. Yeah, Bam. Bam needs to show up more, uh, for sure, man. When you when you bring that up, you bring that performance by Jimmy Butler up. Bam really needs to step his game up, man. I mean, when you when you talk about, you know, these undrafted guys that are on the Heat, like a Gabe Vincent, like a Caleb Martin, like a Max Struess, you know, these guys shouldn't be scoring twenty. I mean, they can do it if they need to, but Bam is making the Bam type money, and Bam has to be that second-leading guy, especially with Tyler Hero out. Um, so, yeah, you're right about that, uh, E, for sure, man, for sure. Yeah, that, all right, good that, stuff that was all I say. had, Ken Walker. If you, if you want to wrap right, it all up, we can, and I'll, I'll save yeah. the segment for next week. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's do that, brother. Let's do that. And, and um, when we, you know, next week, guys, you know, we'll make sure we get some, uh, you know, we get some participants. I think some of these guys, are scared. I haven't won in a while, man. So I was hoping, you know, we get some <laughs> uh, some some guys in here because I haven't won. I went on a, a little a win streak, then all of a sudden, guys are taking my title from me. And they don't want to come back to try to give me a chance to win it back. But uh, you know, hopefully next week we'll uh, we'll do that. Maybe I have to put something up, but hey, maybe that's what it is, man. Maybe I have to put something <laughs> up and get some get some guys on here. Maybe I have to do that. So we'll definitely that we'll definitely do that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for sure. So uh, good stuff there, E. Like I do always, ladies and gentlemen. I like to leave you guys with something positive. Uh, just tonight I'll leave you with this. Uh, character is doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Okay, so I am K Walk for E Scott for Sports Talk for K Walk and E Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. God willing, we'll talk to you next week. And you don't stop, keep keep it on, keep it on, keep keep it on. You don't stop, keep keep it on, keep keep it on. Where the party at? Where the party? Let's take a little time and talk about. 